Welcome to the final episode of Stories from Cumberland. I hope after listening to this podcast, you see the difference a comprehensive education in media literacy and production can make in the lives of young people. The Summer 2019 Youth Media Lab at the University of North Texas used an understanding of media and how it shapes the world around us to educate some of those who are often pushed aside, youth in foster care. We then staged a screening to encourage them to use this knowledge to share what they find important with the world. After two weeks of a media-focused education, these teens now understand not only how their world is shaped by media, but how to communicate within it. I've learned that there's a message that the director's trying to get out there to the audience. So if a song's gloomy and sad, it wants you to feel heartbroken, um, feel something that that person's feeling, like kind of feel the emotion of what the, the purpose of the movie is. And this class has just shown me a lot of how it's made and how I can use equipment to make a two-minute film. By experiencing firsthand how media is made, they had a better appreciation for the work that goes into it. I knew that there was like so many different like little details that goes into making like a film or a movie or a show or literally anything, uh, whether it's just music or a television show. And being able to visualize and actually like test and you know it's it's it gives me a better representation of what actually goes on in filmmaking it makes me actually know a lot more about it because i actually get to firsthand deal with it some even saw the potential for a career in media production and yeah, i learned my dream job is to be a music producer i've learned that now i can't watch a movie without noticing the clips and the close-ups and the medium close-ups and all that stuff. Um, and I just find it cool how movies are made. It's made me kind of want to look into doing it in school. The Youth Media Lab does not exist to fill roles in the media industries, however. While they were given real skills to create content, it is more important that they became well-rounded people who can confidently express and advocate for themselves however they choose. Like, I learned that like if you want to do something and like you don't know how to do it, like you can always learn to like you like learn it so like you can do anything you want to like even if you don't know how the workshop also got these young people on a college campus and showed them what it's really like they could see that people on this campus were just like them real people with their own stories and aspirations but i see that college is like you learn different things every day you learn new things in life mm -hmm. and i get that most people don't want to learn new things every day but i do because i'm i want to be better and I want to learn new things so I can teach it to the world. The staff of CPCH who went with the residents to UNT every day, like Lauren, who you heard from in the second episode, learned a thing or two as well. I feel like I learned that it's okay um, to just be yourself, you know, while you're working on stuff. You know, like you don't, while the kids were working and, and doing the project, like, um, Y'all really allowed them to be themselves. It wasn't like a kind of a control thing, of course, unless it was something inappropriate. Um, but it, I really learned that, you know, being yourself is okay, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Though they teach these same attitudes to the residents every day, they had been encouraged to see self-expression in another light. The lessons about media literacy and production made an impact as well. Yes, I think for me, um, being able to get in the background and um, actually see what people do and how important media is. Because um, like I said before, like media is most of the time 
um, how people get their information. Being able to have this experience, at least I can say I know about audio and cameras. <laughs> Arlo, the other Cumberland employee you heard from in episode two, said he could tell that the lab was having a strong impact on the teens every day. They come back every day like either really, really hyped up and excited or some of them come back really down. And I guess after they do the video, they come back and it, it's, it gives them time from UNT to hear to kind of process what's, what they just spoke about or heard about and they get in their feelings a little bit and I guess start having memories and... Even if their media work that day triggered a negative emotion, the staff at Cumberland were able to channel that into positive growth at home. They either get, they deal with them or they get down about them. We have them write or draw or give them some time to take a nap or whatever, but they, for the most part, they've been really excited about having to see the videos. It's a tough 24 seven job, but the staff at Cumberland couldn't be happier to support them. So I came from CPS and I was on the other side of this whole system here. So I was the one putting kids into foster care. And so now being in it and living life with these kids, it's, it's not, you don't just drop these kids off. You, you gotta work with them and deal with them and talk them through their bad days and their good days. And like sometimes they're just sitting there crying and they don't wanna tell you why, but they're looking at pictures of their mom and dad. And it's like, why didn't they want me? Why didn't they love me? Like what happened? And then they, there's, I mean, we all consider ourselves parents here. So they have like at least 100 parents here that give, give that much more crap about them than their people that they were with. And it's, it's crazy to know their stories and yet they're the ones making you smile every day. They're the ones trying to get you to be happy because they see you're stressed out. And it's about little things here at work, nothing big. They go by the golden rule every day to treat others how you want to be treated. And they might not have came here with that, but they see that we're doing that to them. And regardless of they're having the hugest meltdown ever. 10 minutes later, they come sit by us and give them a hug. They're like, hey, let's go outside. Let's go get some candy. Let's just walk around. And they're looking at us like, you're not going to beat on me. You're not going to yell at me. You're not going to give up on me. No, like that's not what we're here for. And to see that, like you said, their laughs, it's, it's, it's a genuine laugh. And that's, it's amazing. Like you don't get that from a lot of adults nowadays. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it just brings light to the world, honestly. So they just give all of us that little, that, that push of hope, like just keep going. Mm -hmm. like you, any bad day can be great, just how you see it, honestly. During the two week lab, the residents were given a safe space to try new things and fail at them, then try again. This allowed them to build confidence in their abilities as the workshops teaching fellows encouraged them to always push forward and keep telling their own stories. The Youth Media Lab's teaching fellows were composed of current and former students of the UNT Department of Media Arts, like Tim Walker. It was really cool because, like, like doing this this uh, Youth Media Lab, I I got the chance to really see quite a few of the students blossom in this medium that we are using, which is filmmaking. This lab gave them the opportunity to take the knowledge they had gained during their collegiate careers and teach it to someone else. At first, like when you see like a studio grade camera, it's like super, uh, super professional and pretty intimidating. Honestly, like I, I was honestly intimidated the first time I saw it, and I was like what 18, 19. They're around 15 years old, so like a good four or five years younger than what I was, and I'm sure that was much more of a beast to them than it was for me. And they still, a lot of them just took on that challenge head on uh, and just really accomplished whatever goals they needed to accomplish. And 
even if they like took like some students took baby steps like they still took those steps in order to accomplish something that they needed to accomplish and just being able to f help facilitate that growth was was pretty amazing some of the teaching fellows, like Ebony, didn't know what to expect when working with teenagers. Me and kids, that doesn't always equate as I think it does, but this experience um, has also kind of confirmed, like, be genuine. And kids will receive you no matter what. You don't have to be some extrovert type just to gather their attention, but as long as what you're giving to them is 100% real and they can see your passion behind it, then they're gonna engage just as much. So that's been probably one of the best lessons is just self-confidence in like who I am. And you know, they're giving themselves to us open and open, openly, so why not do the same? So, yeah. While I want to drive home the point that at the end of the day, these are just normal teens, Working with the youth in foster care presents its own challenges. So kind of coming into the experience, we were told like, you know, some kids might open up to you and some kids kind of don't know boundaries that well, but our group, uh, you know, thus far, like it was the first week and nobody said anything to me personally. And then the next week when we got into our smaller groups, um, our students, they willingly like shared you know their past and their trauma a little bit and they found ways to support one another and found connections to their own stories and i was just really touched like they were that willing and trusting of us to share that that intimacy um of their life and i don't know like to have that moment of trust and understanding that these kids have gone through so much, but they are willing to open up to people they only known probably like seven days um, is amazing. So Just like the residents, the Youth Media Lab provided us with an opportunity to build confidence through trial and error. Here's Danielle Pagano on her experience. I mean, I kind of knew I liked working with kids. It's kind of helped me realize I do still like it. And it, it, it can still be challenging, but it can still be really rewarding at the end of the day. And I still learn that I am a better leader than I think I am. I'm like, oh, I can't teach students. Then I go and I do it. I'm like, oh, I can. It's not as difficult as I think it is. At the end of the day, teaching fellows like Ashley Gallegos benefited from being able to work with people they could make a real impact on. Like I've always liked kids. I've always liked kind of, like I've always babysat and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it's different whenever you're actually trying to like teach them stuff. And I think that's one thing that I realized is that like I like sort of teaching kids and being there like along some sort of process of them learning something or like doing something, which has been really cool. I think it was just seeing some of them get so excited about stuff we were teaching them and just have that passion, especially ones that didn't start out first day being excited. And when you would get to like the fourth day and all of a sudden they found something they loved and seeing them actually be excited and wanting to be involved. It was just really rewarding knowing that they were excited and happy and had found something that 
they enjoyed, even if it's not something that they want to pursue, they were happy for that day or for that lesson. That was Dusty Shipley. While the teaching fellows handled most of the day-to-day -day operations of the lab, like leading lessons and working with the groups, the workshop could not exist without the efforts of Dr. Jacqueline Ryan Vickery and Professor Carla Carter. We use media as the avenue to do this, and I love seeing their final films or hearing their final audio pieces, but ultimately it's not about those final outputs and those final projects, it's about the process and the transformations that happen when kids are given the agency to tell stories, to explore in a low-stake environment new skills. And you see this kid that maybe comes in on the first day and is very reluctant to participate, maybe outright chooses not to participate, um, sometimes is looking in kind of curiously and sometimes is completely dis disengaged, doing their own thing. And as you continue to introduce them to different elements of storytelling process, of recording, of editing, suddenly something clicks and that kid is now interested. And it's, it's really fun to see someone who came in that either just wasn't interested or maybe intentionally was choosing not to participate, find a space that they can take on some leadership. That they're, you know, by the end of the workshop, we have students that didn't want to be there and they're now teaching other kids how to do what they've learned over the past few days. And to hear staff say, oh, I've not really seen that side of that kid before, or they're usually really shy and look at them being a leader, or they usually have a hard time listening and look at them over there like listening and learning these new skills. And so for me, it's, it's that process of making media and it's the process of telling stories and knowing that, that someone is listening to those stories. I mean, we always tell them this has a screening at the end and people come and they come to hear this. So validating that to me is what really makes all of this meaningful. And I, I love, like I said, I love the final output, but it's really so much more about the process than it is about what they produce at the end of this. Ultimately, their goal is to help people empower themselves through understanding media and producing their own. But I also know that not every one of them wants to go into film. I think that's fine because there's so many other benefits to the Youth Media Lab. I've seen so many students come alive in their confidence, like, trying new equipment or new gear that in the morning they didn't think they can do and then by the afternoon they're editing on you know audition or after effects or whatever and just overcoming some of their fears or being more confident or more outgoing so i just see so many other benefits to this lab than just the end result of a film that um i think it's hard to articulate or to see on the outside if listening to this podcast has urged you to take action and i hope it has you can certainly find a way to help while every child deserves a loving home, there are more ways to help youth in foster care than adoption. There are so many young people in foster care in our community, and there are so many ways to get involved, from obviously becoming a foster parent, but to volunteering, to mentoring, and they need supportive adults. They need um, exposure to, to experiences and opportunities. So I think often people just don't know about foster care. Uh, they don't know about how to get involved other than fostering or adopting, which are wonderful things, but obviously not something everyone is positioned to do. Um, so find out about your community and find out ways to um, volunteer or donate and advocate on behalf of kids that really need more support and advocacy. As discussed in the last episode, CASA for Children is a great volunteer organization that provides advocacy for youth and foster care in both the courtroom and the legislative sphere. 
Court-appointed special advocates also spend time with their appointees, simply providing their support to individuals who need it. To learn more, visit casaforchildren.org. Other advocacy groups may exist in your area. One resource is the Online Child Welfare Information Gateway, operated by the Children's Bureau in the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. A list of resources for finding organizations is available at childwelfare.org organizations. Cumberland Presbyterian Children's Home accepts monetary donations and is a registered charity on Amazon Smile, which donates 0.5% of every Amazon purchase you make directly to the home. CPCH also maintains an Amazon wish list that allows you to send much-needed items like duffel bags, kitchen supplies, and batteries. If you would like to donate, visit cpch.org slash ways to give. If you would like to do the same for a foster care agency in your community, visit the Child Welfare Information Gateway's National Foster Care and Adoption Directory at childwelfare.gov nfcad to locate them. The last thing you can do to help youth in foster care, or any marginalized group in your community, is also the easiest. Listen. Hear them out on what they have to say and what their experience is. Then after that, do not speak for these people. Instead, elevate them to a position in which they can speak for themselves and reach an even wider audience. That's the mission of the Youth Media Lab at the University of North Texas Department of Media Arts. We hope it becomes yours too. Thank you for listening to Stories from Cumberland. This is the last episode of the series. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are currently listening. Each review helps get this podcast and its important topics into the ears of others. Of course, we would also love for you to tell your friends about us. Special thanks to Dr. Jacqueline Ryan Vickery and Professor Carla Carter for making the Youth Media Lab possible. I would also like to thank the Youth Media Lab teaching fellows, Pastor Katie Klein, and the residents and staff of Cumberland Presbyterian Children's Home. To learn more about Cumberland Presbyterian Children's Home, visit cpch.org. For more information on the Youth Media Lab, visit mediaarts.unt.edu. As a reminder, this podcast was originally reported in the summer of 2019. Dr. Jacqueline Ryan Vickery is still leading the Youth Media Lab at UNT, and Professor Carly Carter has taken a position at another university. Professor Eugene Martin now serves as a co-director of the lab with Dr. Vickery. I hope this podcast has encouraged you to get involved. The Youth Media Lab plans to reopen operations in early 2022. If you are interested in learning more, visit mediaarts.unt.edu or contact Dr. Vickery at jacqueline.vickery at unt.edu. And I'm Rob Upchurch. You can find me on Twitter at RobMakesPods or check out my website at robmakespods.com. Thanks for listening.